Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. It's Caroline Stephen here. Welcome to Talking Trading. As share traders, we're an intelligent bunch of people, generally, with above-average IQs and above-average memory capacity. Chester Santos is the 2008 US Memory Champion and the International Man of Memory, not to be confused with Austin Powers, the International Man of Mystery. In a study conducted at UCLA, Subjects rated over 500 adjectives based on perceived likability. TalentSmart research from more than 1 million people shows that individuals who possess these skills of emotional intelligence aren't just more likable, they in fact outperform other people who don't by a large margin. The ability to remember people's names rated in the top 10 of the most important things people can do in business or socially to make themselves more likable. And in today's episode, Chester Santos plays some memory games with us so you can test yourself and also learn his memory techniques to turn your brain from a sieve to a sponge. To be honest, I found them quite challenging. Chester has recently appeared on the BBC. He speaks around the globe and is quoted in major media outlets. But before we go to Chester... Let's hear from Chris Tate in A Little Trading and also from Louise Bedford in Mind Power on learning to pat yourself on the back, especially when you get your memory games right. Let's hear them now. So if somebody else looked through your accomplishments, would they be impressed? I'll bet you they would. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for what we've achieved so far because without acknowledging what we've achieved so far, it's unlikely we'll be able to move on and achieve more. You see, all we do is deprive ourselves. We deprive ourselves of getting the credit. We deprive ourselves of those beautiful feelings of acknowledgement and praise once we've done something. And without that closure, we are destined to live in that no man's land of burnout, feeling that we're not fulfilled, unsure about how to progress to receive that satisfaction of a job well done. Find something you've done today, acknowledge it, finish it and realize how well you've done for finishing that one thing. It might be making your bed in the morning. It could be that you managed to break a tiny little habit of leaving your breakfast dish out instead of putting it directly into the dishwasher. Find at least one thing today to acknowledge, to self-praise and to realize that you are moving forward. Because if you don't, 
I guarantee you, you won't notice the big things either. And now it's time for a little trading with Chris Tate. This segment is ideal for the time-pressured trader with a short attention span. CT, your question for today is... What is Finviz and how do you use it? Finviz is a great little free tool. Uh, One of the good things about markets now is that there are so many brilliant free tools. Finviz is a mechanism that I use each morning. And the website, strangely enough, is finviz.com. It's really actually quite simple. I don't know why people keep asking me. I use it as a metric for performance. So what I do is I go to the Futures tab, click on Performance, click on One Day. And it shows me the relative performance over a day of a series of instruments relative to where they were. And it's a quick little ready reckoner for me to look at how instruments are performing, in particular if they're outside my universe, because it takes two minutes to look at. And so if something's outside my universe that I don't track, it's really quite easy for me to call that up and go, well, it's a counter trend bounce, it's meaningless, doesn't mean anything, or it's a new signal. I might add that to my universe and watch it for the next few periods to see if that move is confirmed. The other one that people might want to look at is a new site that has appeared, which is called Koifin, K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. It does a similar thing, but it's added a lot more metrics. So it's a lot more graphically based. Uh, Finvis presents its information largely in a tabular form. Koifin enables you to graph instruments comparatively. So it serves a similar function, but it presents information differently. And often the way you present information and your response to it is an important thing. So some people like things in tabular form, some in graphical. So it's a matter of finding which one suits you. And they both do the same thing, but they present what they do in a different way. I'm Victor Sprandio, and I really enjoy talking trading. U.S. memory champion Chester Santos, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. Chester, there are two reasons why I thought it would be really fun that you came onto the show. The first one is that share traders are generally above average intelligence, above average in work ethic, and above average in their memories. Secondly... Victor Sperandio, who is a Wall Street legend, got his very first break on Wall Street by impressing his boss so much by his phenomenal memory. I know a lot of traders like to emulate that story. And I thought, who better person than to ask you to give us some tips on memory? Cool. Well, thank you very much for having me. And I always like talking to groups that realize that there are benefits to having and improved ability to remember things, it will really give you an advantage in your career in many different ways. And there are techniques that really anyone can learn to magnify their memory power. Brilliant. So before we get to those techniques, can you just give us a 30-second resume? Tell us why you're the U.S. memory champion and what other qualifications you've got in this area. So I won the United States National Memory Championship 
way back in 2008. Uh, it's a national competition in which we have to memorize decks of playing cards, random digits, names and faces, poetry, and other things. Since winning that, I've gone on to train other people around the world in the subset of techniques that I feel are most beneficial to people in their career, personal life, and also for uh, university students as well. I've given presentations on memory now in more than 30 countries, and I've written two books so far. One, Instant Memory Training for Success, which was a bestseller in the UK, and my second book, Mastering Memory Techniques to Turn Your Brain from a Sieve to a Sponge, and I'm currently working on my third book, which is geared towards parents to help their kids in school. Okay, let's go through some of these exercises and principles which will turn our brains from sieves to sponges. Yeah, so uh, there are many techniques. It depends on what it is, uh, what the specific information type is, but the main principles will always remain the same, and that is, one, taking whatever it is that you want to remember and turn it in some way into a visual, something that you can picture. We're very good at remembering things that we see. We also, from there, want to involve additional senses if possible, because the more senses you involve in the encoding process when trying to commit things to memory, you activate more areas of your brain, you build more connections in your mind to the information. And while you are doing all of this, you want to make what you are seeing and experiencing in your mind crazy, unusual, extraordinary in some way, because there is a psychological aspect to human memory. So keeping those principles in mind, there are many techniques. One we can go over in just a few minutes is the story method. So when I give presentations to audiences, I will oftentimes yell out this uh, word list, monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope, pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, and dollar. And I get looks from people in the audience as if, come on, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to remember that, not unless you give me a lot of time to do it. And that's a common reaction. But in fact, everyone can have that entire random list of words committed to memory perfectly forwards and backwards with just about two or three minutes of study time and with no further review, even weeks later would still know all of those words when you incorporate this concept of building a story. So the first word was monkey. You might just visualize a monkey. The monkey is dancing around. It's making monkey sounds, whatever monkey would sound like. Uh, just imagine that happening in your mind. This monkey now picks up a gigantic iron because that was the next word. So just see this monkey dancing around with the iron. Uh, hopefully your listeners are following along to see if they can pull, pull this off. The iron starts to fall and the, a rope attaches itself to the iron. Maybe you even feel the rope. You look up the rope, you see that it's uh, attached to a kite on the other end. Uh, you try and touch the kite. The kite then crashes into the side of a house. <laughs> really see that house, picture it as best you can. You notice that the house is completely covered in paper. It's completely covered in paper. Next word was paper. Out of nowhere, a shoe appears. It starts to walk all over the paper. Maybe it's messing up the paper as it's walking on it. The shoe smells badly, so you decide to investigate and see why. You look inside of the shoe. You find a little worm crawling around inside of the, the shoe. Really see the smelly worm as best you can. 
that worm jumps out of the shoe and into an envelope. Maybe it's going to mail itself or something. Envelope was next. A pencil appears out of nowhere, and it starts to write all over the envelope. Really see the pencil. The pencil now jumps into a river. There's a huge <laughs> splash for some reason when the little pencil hits the river. The river, you notice, is crashing up against the giant rock. Really see that rock as best you can. The rock flies out of the river. It crashes into a tree. This tree, you notice, is growing cheese. You probably haven't seen a tree like that. This one's growing cheese. (laughs) And out of each piece of cheese shoots a dollar. So if you replay through the story, it will help you to recall the words. I'm going to go through this again in about 20, 30 seconds. Just replay through the story as best you can. Caroline, your listeners can follow along as well. So we had the monkey. It was dancing around with what? It was an iron. What attached itself? It was a rope. The other end of the rope was attached to the kite. That kite crashed into what? It was a house. What was the house covered in? It was covered in paper. What walked on the paper? It was a shoe. What was crawling in the shoe? It was a worm. What did the worm jump into? An envelope. What wrote on the envelope? It was a pencil. That pencil jumped into what? It was a river. What was the river crashing into? A rock. The rock flew into the tree. What was the tree growing? It was growing cheese. And what came out of the cheese? It was a dollar. So uh, your listeners should be able to recall the entire random list of words now very easily by simply playing through the story in their mind, each major object will give you the next word. Oh. So that is how the story method works. Oh my God, you're going to ask me to go through it, aren't you? Give it a try. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> okay. It's a monkey. It's dancing. It's dancing and singing. It picks up an iron. Yep. The iron is attached to a rope. You got it. The rope's attached to a kite. Yep. The kite crashes into a house, but the house Mm -hmm. is covered in paper. A shoe starts to walk on the house, on the paper, but the shoe stinks because there's a worm inside the shoe. You got it. Okay. The worm then goes into an envelope. Yes. And a pencil writes on the envelope. You got it. Then there's a river. Yes. I don't know how the river and the pencil's connected, but there's a river. And then there's a splash in the river, which means the next word's rock. You got it. And the splash goes on to a tree, perhaps. Yes, yes. That'll do. And then the tree is made from cheese. And the cheese, Mm -hmm. the cheese grows money yep you got it. last word was dollar so awesome Don't. job there caroline very <laughs> very well done very well done under pre- pressure situation there thank god <laughs> during the interview uh very well done so that's the story method i'm sure that people following along listening to this uh did very well uh as well and you know in this case we use random words but it can be applied to really anything at all. So one exercise I'll do with audiences would just be building a story with these giant machines. The giant machines smash up a huge pile of gold and silver. 
rising up out of the gold and silver vehicles, shooting out of the windows of the vehicles, medicine, exploding out of the medicine, oil. So that one's, that's it. That one's super easy. We had these giant machines. We're smashing up gold and silver, rising up out of the gold and silver vehicles. What shot out of the windows of the vehicles? It was medicine. What exploded out of the medicine? Oil. That actually, playing through that little story in your mind, actually tells you the top five exports of the UK. So if you were to look, yeah. So if you were to look that up right now, you'll find listed as the UK's top exports, machinery, precious metals, vehicles, pharmaceuticals, and oil. So there you start to see how it doesn't need to just be a monkey for a monkey and iron for an iron those images can serve as mental cue cards, mental note cards to remind you really of whatever it is that you want to remember. When you're meeting with clients, potential clients, a presentation in front of colleagues, you're just so much more impressive. People will say to themselves, wow, you know, this person really knows their stuff. When you just have these 5, 10, 15 key things committed to memory, you're more impressive uh, the bottom line, it doesn't matter whether or not it is truly the case. Uh, when people have a razor sharp memory, we perceive them to be intelligent. We have more confidence in them and their abilities as professionals. Now, what about people's names? Because that's a massive one in business. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's really uh, going to be beneficial to you if you can in business if you can be better at remembering names. I've been hired by politicians a lot. Politicians are really clear on how remembering names and things about people helps to make you more popular, more likable. It can definitely help you to get more clients, help you to advance your career. So a tip for uh, names is try to turn the name in some way into a visual. Uh, Again, because we're good at remembering things that we see. And then ideally, you also want to connect it in some way to how the person looks. This way you have, uh, when you see them, a trigger. You have something to cue up the memory of the name. So an example, if I meet a woman named Jane, and to me, this particular Jane that I'm meeting has really beautiful hair. That's what's noticeable to me about her look. I might imagine that her hair is made of chains. The chains are clacking together, making a really loud noise, perhaps because you want to add more senses. Chain might remind you of Jane. So the next time I see her, I'll notice what was noticeable to me before about her look, um, and the chains would come back to me, chain would remind me of Jane. Now, some of the ways that you're going to remember people's names might not be flattering to that particular person. Uh, This crazy imagery, though, is going on inside of your head. They're not going to know what you're thinking to remember their name. They're just really going to appreciate the fact that you remember their name, you're able to call them by their name. Uh, Another example, if I'm meeting someone named Mike, and to me, this particular Mike, has really big ears or larger than average ears, I might see microphones uh, shooting out of his ears. Um, So you really want to use your imagination, uh, but this crazy imagery sticks in your memory very well, and it will be be hugely beneficial to you in, in, in helping to remember names. What's the funniest story you've got from your memory expert life? Uh, the funniest story? Mm. Um, that is a difficult question. I'm not sure what's the funniest story. I mean, I guess, um, you know, I, there's a little bit of a danger in, in being a memory expert in that, uh, you know, if, if I forget something, I guess in relationships it can be an issue because 
the average person can get away with uh, forgetting things. You just say, oh, you know, I'm so sorry I forgot that. But for instance, in a relationship situation, I would hear, oh, really, Mr. Memory Champion? You don't remember what I told you? <laughs> like, so it can be... Sort of, uh, I can't. I can't get away um, with that excuse that I didn't remember. I can't get away with it as well as other people might be able to. Oh dear! Any final tips, Mister Chester Santos, U.S. Memory Champion? Um, you know, those are the best beginner tips. So, just in a few minutes, if you want to uh, put, you know, experiment with some techniques that can really help you in your career and personal life. Just keep those main principles in mind, visuals involving ad- additional senses, make it crazy, unusual, play around with that concept of the story method and apply it uh, to names as well, presentations. Uh, and uh, I give weekly tips on Twitter and Instagram. People can find me at Chester J. Santos. Chester J. Santos. Chester, yes. that was really fun talking with you. Thank you. I feel more intelligent already. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the memory games with Chester Santos. That is all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week for a wrap of the markets with Chris Tate. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a good week trading the markets. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.